This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Leather, where are you? Here, in the back of the cave. You're safe. Praise Lilith. What did I tell you about saying that? Right. Yes. We only praise ourselves. Exactly. You're sure Harry got out of there safely? I followed him until he stopped at some petrol station outside of Rome. He's fine. He drove the car around back and then started walking to the hotel. He'll be a couple of hours at least. Excellent. Well, let's see what the nuns told him. They're still fresh, only a couple of hours old. Good. It should be easy to reach them. Did you wipe down the car? Yes. It's free from any human prints. Jim Morrison drove the car for a bit before parking it back at the station. That should keep the police guessing for months. Jim Morrison? From the doors? How did you get his help? Seriously. You're not the only one who can get freaky, Lace. Mmm. You're going to have to tell me that story when we have more time to fully enjoy it. Perhaps later, in the shower. I do like the way you think. Okay, which one of these heads was in charge? The one missing the back of her skull. Crap. She won't be useful very long. Sister Judith, right? Yep. Break off the fingers of Judith's hand. Place her head on the spike. Drop her fingers into the fire. Add the thistle and root of the yog drazzle. Judith. 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 I command, I command you, you to, to return, return and, and speak, speak to me. Your last words first. Cross the veil and speak that your knowledge will be mine. My God! I just got hit with an arrow! I'm going to die! You're already dead and I don't have a lot of time. Watch for your last words to Harry Strange. I told him we were watching his girlfriend. Why can't I feel my legs? Because you don't have any. What about his girlfriend? We believe she is a demon named Lace who is working for Lilith. Except she's going by a different name. Who Who is is holding Lilith? Lilith? What is his name? Sordeo. Why did you tell Harry any of this? Because Sordeo plans to bring about the death of millions. And Harry must stop him. Everything is getting dark. Not much time. I know. Shh. Judith, this is very important. I need to know everything you know about Brother Sordeo. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. What? No, I didn't say a platter. Nice touch, though. Listen carefully. Take notes this time. Tonight? Oh, never mind, officer. He just walked in. Harry! You're safe. What happened? Where did you go? It's been a long night. I found out some disturbing news and need to get out of here. Where are the rest of my things? What's wrong, lover? Most men don't leave in the middle of a date with me. 
It wasn't by choice. I need to get going. Easy, big guy. Tell Fiona all about it. You are so tense. I'll take all that tension away. Mm. No. I have a couple of questions, though. I've got a better idea. Mm. Oh. Fiona, we need to talk. I can talk. I can tell you anything you want to hear. Like this one time, I was in the shower with two of my sorority sisters. <laughs> We'd been drinking and... How about a little straight talk? Honesty. You're familiar with the word, correct? Fine. I don't like puppies or kittens, and the number is somewhere in the low hundreds. And how long have you been an unnatural? What do you... No, don't lie to me. I was trying to find the right moment to tell you. It was one of those things I wanted to talk to you about last night, but you ran off. I hardly ran off. A nun with a thirty-eight escorted me out. Ooh, a nun with a gun. That's a game I haven't played. I'm not screwing around, Fiona. You've been deceitful to me from the start. Tell me why I should believe anything you say. Well, I did save your life. Come on, Harry. Being enchanted doesn't come up easily in conversation. I guess I could have said, Hi, Fiona here, going to rescue you from some crazy person with a bow and arrow. But first, I want you to know that I am an unnatural. Is that cool? Well, I suppose no. Oh, wait. I know. I could have told you while you were busy between my legs. Mmm, yes. You got a license for that tongue, fella? By the way, I'm a dark angel. Oh, yeah, that's the spot. Fine, Fiona. It's out in the open now. What do you want with me? And spare me any bullshit. I need your help to stop World War III from starting. What? There is a renegade monk planning to start a nuclear war in the Middle East and free two elder gods in the process. God's wrath and death and destruction will follow. Film at 11. Does everyone know about this except me? Did I miss a memo? No, it was on Twitter. What? I'm kidding. I'm a dark angel. I hear things. And some of us in China do not want the apocalypse to happen. I saved you because I need your help to stop them. Them? This monk has help from some of the most powerful groups in the Catholic Church. The new pope is one of his men. You are possibly the only non-enchanted who can help. New pope? Last I heard, the old one had just resigned. You and the nuns with the guns must have been having quite the party. The College of Cardinals selected a new pope early this morning. He will speak to the world in a few hours, around 4 p.m. I guess they want to make sure that the Americans are awake. This new pope is an anti-pope. He will do things that will help throw the whole world into disarray. And you have a plan? Kill him. Dismember his body and leave it for the crows. The Pope? No. Brother Sordeo, try to keep up, sweet lips. Do tell, Fiona. Why would you want to stop the apocalypse? Um, have you read the book? My side loses in a big way. I'm practical enough to know that I'd much rather stay here amongst the pretties than burn in some eternal pit of fire. I thought your type thought they could win. My type? Insatiable women? Actually, I meant... I know what you meant, lover. Some of the enchanted do think they can win. I'm a little more practical and would rather not take the risk. I am a lover, not a fighter. Except now you want to make a monk's flesh food for the birds. I've killed my share of mortals and enchanteds. It's just not the first thing I think to do with them. What is the first thing you think to do with them? <sighs> I thought you'd never ask. Are you happy, Sordio? Sister Judith is dead. Sister Marcella is dead. 
and you think I had something to do with this. I did not tell them to bring Strange into this. As a matter of fact, I was quite clear that if any member of the council saw Harry Strange, they were to report it directly to me. How do you know Strange was there? Closed circuit television. I reviewed the tape shortly after the police left. Do the police know about the cameras? I dare say only a few in my order are aware. It's so much better than relying on spies. Don't you agree? If you say so, Brother Saudio. I do say so, Bishop Ethan. For example, my camera showed me a man who looked very much like you, wandering about the convent this morning after the police left. Why are you so upset over Sister Judith's death? Because she is a fellow member of the clergy. That's interesting. Do you investigate all clergy members' deaths? Or just those that you were inappropriately close to? Judith and Marcella were mutilated, their heads and hands cut from their bodies, and then they were taken from the scene. The police don't know what they're dealing with. That hardly seems like the type of thing one of my cleaners would do, does it? No, Brother Saudio, it doesn't. Nor is it something Strange would do, either. I never said Strange did it. Strange looked as surprised as Sister Judith, though much longer, of course. Do not speak ill of the dead, Saudio. Did you find anything on the grounds that Rome's finest may have missed? As a matter of fact, I've already solved the murder, and you can confirm it. Judith and Sister Marcello were killed by Nactalian razorheads. They are arrows about a metre and a half long, about five feet, and considerably thicker than regular arrows. They are forged in Nactar, and in the hands of a skilled archer can pierce two inches of steel-reinforced concrete. They go through Kevlar like it's silk, and with the right fletching and feathery bits at the end, they can be accurate at a hundred metres, about as long as your football fields. How did you come to this conclusion? No one uses a bow and arrow for assassinations anymore. Because of the horrific conditions of the bodies, the police assumed it was a close in-kill, and the killer entered the room through the window. They are partially correct. The killer did use the window, but only to collect her prizes. I walked out about 80 metres and found this at the base of the tree. What is this? A piece of copper fletching. Why is it moving? Because it's enchanted. You saw the murders occur and the bodies decapitated. I'm going to venture to say that the killer was a female demon. She entered the room through the window, converted to her true form before taking Judith and Marcella's heads and hands. When she finished, she reverted back to human form and just disappeared. Did I miss anything? That's impressive, Ethan. How did you know it was a woman? There are only two types of unnaturals who use the Nactalian razor heads. The nymphs of Hyperborea, and no one's really sure if they exist and the succubi of Lilith. I think the girls are going to try and rescue their mistress. That's insane. Demons are going to attack the Vatican? It would be suicide. Not if they somehow convince Strange to join them. Why would Strange join them? You are holding his girlfriend. Perhaps. Either way, you may want to stay away from windows. Brother Sordeo, pardon the interruption. Uh, I know where Harry Strange is. Start making sense, Acolyte while you still possess your tongue. Oh. Uh. Uh. Mm. Why couldn't I have met you a lifetime ago? Fiona, after this saving the world thing is over, you and I need to take a vacation somewhere. Are you suggesting we run away together? Maybe. Would you run away with me? Right now? 
I can't. I have a friend who needs me. And the whole nuclear monk thing. You're right. We need to stay on task. I need you to get me into the Order of the Dagger and the Cross. Tonight. Well, you realize what you're asking? They don't exactly welcome Enchanteds with coffee and donuts. You get me in, and I'll do the rest. I have a plan. You want to share that plan with me? Sorry, lover. This part is a party of one. Are you saying you have trust issues with me? Aw, don't get all pouty-faced, boyfriend. A girl has to have some secrets. You asked me to get you into the most radical order's headquarters on what could be the eve of Armageddon. You're going to need to give me a little more than a wink and a nudge. I've given you more than most. You're going to have to trust me. Harry, are you listening? Fiona, look at this. This was a scene outside St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome moments after Pope Dionysus II debut speech in which he outlined the tenets of the new Catholic Church. The scene was one we've become accustomed to from Europe. Protesters setting fires and bashing in storefronts. Police in riot gear and behind plexiglass shields pushing the mob back. What we weren't used to was the backdrop of St. Peter's in the Vatican. Excommunication for homosexuals, divorced men and women, any supporters of stem cell research, abortion, or Planned Parenthood. What the hell? This doesn't make any sense. That's the police. They were faster than I thought they'd be. You've got to run. What are you talking about? No time, lover. Throw some pants on and get out. Ledge to fire escape. It's the police, and I can't have you getting caught. Fiona was moving fast. I've never had a woman get me into my clothes as quickly as she was doing. Go! There isn't anyone in the courtyard. We're on the 20th floor. Don't be such a wuss. Ledge to fire escape. Now! I gotta get a better travel agent. Fiona closed the window behind me. Okay, officers. I'm opening the door now. Just watch out for the tail, fellas. Brother Sordeo, pardon the interruption. Uh, I know where Harry Strange is. Start making sense, Acolyte, while you still possess your tongue. Yes, brother. A call was routed to you from the lay admin at the Order of the Dagger of the Cross. It was a woman who claimed to have knowledge of the whereabouts of Harry Strange. He is in Rome. That's old news. Perhaps I should get my tongue clippers ready. Wait, brother. There is more. She said she can deliver him to you. Tonight. At the offices of the Order. That's excellent news. Where is she? Who is she? She said her name is Fiona. What indulgences does she require from us? What? <sighs> Sometimes I think I eliminated the wrong retard. What does she want in exchange for Strange? L- Lilith's head on a platter. Impossible! We need Lilith for the sacrifice. Not exactly, Brother Ethan. You said we needed the whore and Strange. And we do. But I meant the other whore, Strange's partner. An elder god would enjoy a demon sacrifice, but a non-virginal human who is also a powerful witch, that's a treat. How do you know Carmen isn't a virgin? Have you looked at her? Trust me, she's a fornicator. But you don't know for certain? No. I don't have first-hand experience. I suppose we could test her. Or we could just make it so. Bishop Ethan, are you volunteering? So soon after Sister Judith's murder, you're not one for letting the grass grow under your feet, are you? Acolyte, 
I want you to go downstairs and reinforce the circles of protection and neutralization around the witches. I am going to get the number Fiona called from and send a recon team to her. Bishop Ethan, will you join me on the capture of Harry Strange? Our new Pope is about to speak. Don't you want to hear what he has to say? Why would I do that? I wrote his speech. Acolyte! Relax! I'm not going to do anything. Step back into the inner circle. Look! I am stepping back, see? Don't step out of there again. I have work to do. I need to reinforce the holy circles. Right. Man work. I get it. I don't know why you bother. The painting on the floor doesn't hold me in. I am not a demon. It neutralizes your magic. You're powerless in the circle. I see. Don't you think it would be wiser to paint Lilith's floor first? She is a demon. I'm not a demon. A dark angel, perhaps. A succubus, for sure. But not a demon. Oh, God. Here she goes. Did you know I was Adam's first wife? She never shuts up about this. I was the first woman of the Bible. No, you were not. You're a temptress who seduces men and then takes their souls to hell. Perhaps now. But once, I was worshipped as a god. Now you got her started. I don't know who's worse, listening to her or Sordeo. <laughs> How dare you compare me to that little worm of a man. I will see him rotating over a fire pit. A pole piercing his ass, tearing through his body and coming out of his mouth. She has some anger issues. Just like Sordeo. Was that a joke, Acolyte? No. Step back. I think it was. You know, you don't have to put up with Sordeo. I can help you. Don't listen to her, Acolyte. She's just a mortal who has some remedial magic skills. I am the real deal. And I will get out of here. Even now, my angels approach. Save yourself, little one. Your primitive magic will not be a match for them. Primitive magic? It seems strong enough to hold you. No! <laughs> your faith in your magic is a bit lacking. There's still a chance for you, Acolyte. Release me and I'll spare your life. Don't back away from me. I command you to release me. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> really? Get thee behind me, Satan? Do you think this is vacation Bible school or CCD or whatever you wafer-eating baby sprinklers call it? I am Lilith. I stood by God's side when he cast the morning star out of heaven. Even now, the Morning Star fears me as much as he loves me. I have stared down legions of angels, and you, a lowly fluffer for a repressed ass-gobbling, think you have any authority over me? Gotcha! What? Let me go! Give me the key to this chain! No! You will burn for this! I am going to stick that kettle prod up your ass! Let me go! I can just get the cattle prod in your oh. eye. Kill him, kill him, kill him. No! My face! Get away from me! No! Don't push me into Lilith's circle! Get away! 
Hello, little boy. Please don't kill me. Lilith! No! Your neck can twist so easily, Acolyte. It would snap like a stalk of celery in my hand. Lilith, get your hands off him! You weren't very nice to Carmen and me, you little sadistical brute. Why should I spare your life? Because I know something that could save your life. <laughs> the things you hairless apes say to extend your life by a few seconds. Be a man, Acolyte. Die with dignity. Lilith, stick to the plan! It's true. One, one of your demons called. She, she will give us strange if we give her your head. You lie. It's true. Someone named Fiona. Fiona? I haven't any angels named Fiona. She promised Harry Strange if we cut off your head. Please don't kill me. Just get the key, Lilith. Somewhat amusing, isn't it? What is? Who is freeing whom now? It was my plan, Lilith. That I am executing. Oh, God. Please don't say executed. Are you going to cheat me, Lilith? Is this how you honor your word? Your deals? You hairless apes are so cute when you get all indignant. Will you stamp your foot next? Does that pouty girl stuff work on Strange? We had a deal. Correct. And if you free me, I will honor it. I am under no obligation to free you. You! Uh, careful. I didn't say that I wouldn't free you. Just that I am not obligated to under the terms of our deal. Give me the key to these chains, Acolyte. I, I don't have that key. Give me the key, you worthless mackerel-snapping papist. I, I don't have it. All I have is the key to the door. I, I swear. Look. I don't believe him. Check his pockets. <sighs> the only key here is for the door to the cell. Are you sure you checked everywhere? I have gone through more men's pockets than days you've been alive. There isn't another key here. You, Acolyte, insult me, tell me my angels are plotting against me, and then you don't have what I want. Ah! Oh, God. No. No. My arms. You tore off my arms. Lilith, stop! You're tearing him in half. I will annihilate your bloodline, Acolyte. Anyone who has ever known you will die! Lil, stop slamming his body against the wall! It's not helping! But I am feeling so much better. I realize I am not the oldest witch in the room, oh ancient one, but I am the most rational. What do you suppose Sordeo is going to do when he sees you mutilate as his acolyte? I don't really care. This was your plan. No. In my plan, the acolyte lived. Maybe woke up with a headache the size of your ego. You improvised. You haven't any impulse control. Hmm. I could tear the acolyte into smaller chunks. And the gallons of blood splattered all over the room? Well, blood is sort of tasty. Lots of iron. Between the two of us... Ew! No! Not in a thousand lifetimes! Hmm. Guess we'll play by ear then. Improvise. Harry Strange, Episode 214, Heads and Hands, was written and directed by Tony Serechia. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Julie Ivey, Emily Jane, Catherine Claypool, 
Kellen Stennett, Jamie Penn, Dennis Coburn, Parker Whirling, Brian Troxell, Sylvia Galan, and Parissa Johnston. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyrighted by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Incidental music and character themes were written and performed by Ryan Lessard and are copyrighted by Ryan Lessard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlessardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Our marketing and PR director is Vanessa Schill. Email Vanessa at producer at harrystrange.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our heroes save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there. Ouch! The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.